Testing, testing. It's on. One, two, one, two. Microphone checker. Microphone wrecker. Microphone picker, picker. <laughs> Alright, let's give this a shot. What is life? What does it mean to heal? I'm a human. Hello, hello? Anybody there? Why are we here? What does this mean? Let's figure it out together. That's fun. Just to come play. Play in the podverse. What are we doing? This is the Turning of the Bones podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Turning of the Bones podcast. I am your host, Colby Marie. It is so lovely to have you here, you lounging lizards leaping longingly towards love and luxurious living. Thank you all so much for being here. Just uh, an absolutely gorgeous spring day here in Denver, Colorado, Friday the 8th of April. It feels like spring might finally happen. We... Going out in the mornings, it's still really brisk, and it's been windy here for about four days, so we're getting some northern winds, some of those sweeping Wyoming frigid, arid gales that kind of come through here. So it's been really cold, but it feels like about 10 o'clock this morning, the wind stopped, and the sun's just hanging. In the sky, we're spinning around it 80,000 miles an hour. Uh, rotating on our axis, shifting, moving, always hurling through space, and just a, a really interesting dance through this universe. So welcome to another episode of the Turning of the Bones podcast. Thank you to my regular listeners. If you're a new listener, uh, maybe go back to an earlier episode, kind of get the, get the vibe of this podcast, kind of get the feel for what, what I talk about here. This podcast today is going to be a little different than what I usually do, so maybe not the best place to start. You can kind of go back and get the mythology, the framework, the lenses through which this podcast is produced. These words are spoken. These ideas are stitched together. And for the rest of you, or if you're a new listener and you're jumping on and you want to take the ride, come on down. Come on. Hop in the boat. Hop in the boat. We're going to head out into the ocean today. Um, it has been a really interesting week, and I think this podcast is going to be a little, a little blend of storytelling, a little blend of reflection. Maybe there'll be some insights in there. I have had, I've had a very spacious week. Every time I pause to think about it, it just feels like stillness. It feels. I was trying to describe it the other day. This this week has kind of, in a lot of ways, felt like floating in an ocean, a dark ocean of stillness with uh, definitely some currents, some tides, some undulating movements. But uh, for the most part, it's felt extremely still. As, <laughs> as soon as I paused to describe it, I kind of dropped back into that stillness. And it's been an interesting week of reflection and 
I think cosmically, you know, all the astrologers I follow, the last couple weeks, the weather has just been weird up in the planets. And whether you do or don't ascribe any meaning to that, people have been uh, looking for the patterns there for century. There's uh, not causation, but there is correlation. So the stars have been moving. I think it was a, a cosmic time for me and my, uh, my lived experience, my particular birth chart the way I was born, spiritual work I've done, it just kind of led me up to this uh, this beautiful week of reflection. I feel like it's still going on, and so it's a little. it felt a little challenging to sit down and do this podcast because I haven't been talking to a lot of people this week. I've been doing, spending a lot of time alone, a lot of time out in nature, a lot of time with my dog, I'm trying not to take in too much new information, trying to stay off social media, not read the news, uh, take a little break from social interactions, uh, to just kind of give myself a little reset. I, at the end of March, I had a lot of endings and endings can be challenging. Uh, stepping into new things can be scary exciting anxiety inducing and so two of the gigs that I've been doing since I started the podcast came to a close I was working with adults with developmental disabilities I worked with this wonderful nonprofit called ability specialists uh, did some trainings and then was doing social groups for different thematic units for the clients and we were hanging out online every night for like the last two years and that came to an end at the end of uh, March for really serendipitous reasons and I think one theme leading up to this moment one thing that I've really been cultivating and continue to work on as a spiritual practice is trust is trusting the process trusting that I know when something needs to be done, trusting that I can sit and listen and understand when things don't. And so I kind of had this, I had this feeling building up most of the end of winter, so January, February, that there was going to be a pretty big shift at the end of March. And it just kind of came to be that the position working with the adults with disabilities, uh, another staff member had gone on maternity leave and was coming back and needed some hours and some money and was having, uh, you know, just the challenges that parents face in our society with, with capitalism. You know, child care is so expensive. It's like, can you afford to work or take care of your child? Just these horrible decisions that people have to make um, regarding surviving in a capitalistic society that really doesn't value our humanity in almost any way and so this horrible choice whether you know stay home go get a new job and so she needed the hours I didn't I was ready for a change and so this other human took over that position so it was a really lovely and serendipitous transition you know the clients could continue working with somebody they knew we said our goodbyes it was really lovely I uh, got to go and meet a lot of them in person as a to kind of close out that chapter you know really be intentional about how I was choosing to to end that time 
You know, during the pandemic, I spent more time with those humans and talked to those humans more regularly than anybody else. And so it felt really good to my heart to get to meet them in person last week. And so wrapped that up on Monday. And then I was working as a personal assistant for an author. And that kind of came to an end at the end of April. I planned that one. I decided to quit. It just wasn't working for me personally. Just didn't didn't seem to work out. Um, couldn't really get into a flow with work and I learned a ton but it was time to move on from that and so two pretty big endings you know things I did you know kind of this life I stitched together to survive the pandemic and it took out two of the big financial supports and it left this huge pocket of worry and doubt Um, and then at the same time uh, one of the loves of my life who formerly lived in Denver, they moved to Brooklyn. And so one of my closest friends, romantic partners, support system, they left last week. So that, that kind of intuition, that uh, intuition that there was big things coming in April was really true. And so I've spent the first week of April really in this deep profound place of like grieving and reflection and listening and stillness and panic and excitement and so last Friday I decided I would uh, go to a yoga class I did some work for this yoga teacher about two months ago to help him sell his house a really lovely human uh, <clears throat> was introduced to a friend didn't have any connection and he teaches yoga at the studio across the street from my apartment and I'd run into him a couple times and he'd been telling me to come down and check out a class and I really wanted to but Fridays were always a little bit tricky with my schedule with teaching Uh, I mean working four jobs having a podcast doing the handy person stuff for the realtors being a personal assistant for an author doing the teaching it was it was a lot to juggle and I was really grateful to have all of that work throughout the pandemic. It helped keep food on the table. Um, but it was just, it was really hard to get to that class. And kind of, I think, you know, it really kind of highlighted to me just like how much we've all been scrambling. You know, there's been this energy for the past two years of just like holding it together, you know, <laughs> like just holding on, going to bed tired, you know waking up a little tired, feeling a little hopeless, feeling moments of joy and connection, but then, you know, there'd be a new news story, a new COVID variant, somebody you know would be sick. It was just, it's been a lot. And so I just hadn't been able to make it to this guy's yoga class. And last week I was like, you know, I'm doing this. I, uh, I taught my last class on Thursday. It was the last day of the month. First day of the month was last Friday. So I go to this yoga class, and it was really lovely. You know, it felt like a nice community of people. It seemed like they all knew each other. It was kind of yoga happy hour. It was at 5:30. So I was like sitting down, you know, getting into child's pose and getting really excited to get into this class. And like, oh yeah, like maybe this is a new community I can practice yoga with. These people seem really sweet, and like they're, you know, just they kind of had that vibe of like they're doing their own work too you know some yoga studios are just fitness studios disguised as yoga and some like have the really profound feel of like people who are 
you know, a room full of people who all have therapists and who are all, you know, having beautiful conversations with each other. And so I was there and I get down into child's pose and the teacher says, I want you to think back over the last five years. <laughs> and I was just like, no, thanks. Uh, uh-uh. I'm just, I'm going to stay in the moment. You know, they say in yoga to stay with your breath. So I'm going to use that teaching to trump whatever you're trying to share with me because I don't want to fucking think about what has happened the last five years. So I'm just going to stay in my breath. And uh, some yoga teachers will pick a theme and kind of touch back on that theme throughout the class. And it's a really lovely thing if you can do it well. And uh, this teacher was really trying to get get across the point. You know, I think he's probably like 10 years older than I am. I think he was really helping guide us to being able to hold the paradoxes really you know the the good the painful the 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 pleasant the the painful the joyous the grief that inside of all of that you know there's so much that can happen and it was really wonderful and I, I i had moments of like having these memories and starting to do that but for the most part i really really did want to it's just like you know i was doing a bit of spiritual bypassing which is where you take one spiritual teaching to avoid actually doing the work uh great examples like forgiveness in christianity like i just forgive you like you didn't do any of the work to grieve what had happened or have a conversation you just kind of skip straight ahead to the spiritual truth or another one is be in the moment well it's like yeah i it's good to be in the moment but i was also being guided in the moment to look at the past so i i was doing a little bit of spiritual bypassing during the class where i was like no i'm just gonna stay with my breath i don't want to think about the last five years i'm good thank you and so over the course of last weekend and beginning of the week it just kind of it became more and more apparent to me that that was kind of an inescapable truth that like the springtime energy you know there's a lot of generative energy there's you know things are blooming and growing it's a good time to uh take an inventory of of your garden beds you know the garden beds of your heart and your thinking you know like outside your house you'd be like looking at the soil you'd be organizing your tools you'd be getting your seeds together you'd be planning you know there's a lot of inventory that goes into the fecund nature of spring and like you know growing plants and vegetables and so i decided okay well i didn't decide i was just like holy shit okay i'll, I'll do this I'll, I'll take a minute to reflect about the past five years and as i did so I noticed how much my brain wanted to understand the story of my life. You know, how do these five years fit into the bigger story, you know? And primarily the question was like, what's going to come next, right? Um, What's my next project? What's my next job? What's my next podcast episode? What's my next relationship going to be? And it really kind of worked itself into a bit of a fever pitch by Wednesday where 
I had such a low level of anxiety that like I, I, I almost couldn't manage, you know, I was, I was trying to look for the lessons and the relationships and in the jobs and what do I need to do to improve myself and really kind of falling back into the strong conditioning I received here in the West that overvalues our minds. Um, there's a really wonderful teaching um, that that goes that says the mind is is a really powerful powerful tool right like it it interprets it it finds patterns it <clears throat> tries to understand it's constantly taking in information it has all kinds of automated systems like keeping my heart beating and my breath the mind and thought specifically not just the subconscious and automated aspects of the mind but thought is like it's a really beautiful tool but so is a hammer or a scalpel you wouldn't walk around <clears throat> with a hammer or a scalpel in your hand or use a hammer or a scalpel for every job but we tend to and I, I do this as well like to overvalue our minds like a like our, we're head-centered beings, not heart-centered beings. We're not like body-centered here in the West. For the most part, we're mind-centered. And I, I fell all the way down the water slide on that one. I was just like, you know, I was trying to look at my relationship to my friendships historically. I was trying to look at my relationship to my family. I was trying to look at my relationship to relationships. I was trying to look at my relationship to work. I was trying to figure out what my purpose or my dharma is on this planet i was looking at like my experience teaching high school i was looking at my experience working with the meditation teachers i looked at my experience and it was just like by what i mean you can probably get the idea just hearing that list like by wednesday i was like i was like afraid and i was like a i was just exhausted i was anxious i felt on edge you know like i'd walk my dog and i was just kind of like ready for anybody in the city to pick a fight or say something dumb at any moment and you know there's a level of guardedness or self-awareness I have when I'm walking in the city because there's lots of people experiencing lots of mental health issues that live around me but for the most part this was like a different level of that and so I was just like man I gotta whew hot dog I gotta I gotta take like I, I need some help here like I you know, I kept pulling tarot cards. I was like anxiously looking for some spiritual significance or meaning. I was, you know, sitting at my altar and, you know, praying to different deities and like just looking and looking and looking. And I had the hand of grace swoop in and a dear friend of mine. Um, I, I, what I knew in that time was that I needed a trusted friend. I needed somebody who was safe, somebody who could provide me with a bit of a bit of honest reflection, really. You know, someone who's known me well, someone who's seen me, understands my patterns, the things I'm working on. And so I called up my friend uh, who was on the podcast a while ago, really lovely human named Adria Badagiani, um, poet. You can go back and check out that episode. It's called Dusting for Destiny. So I called my friend and I said, hey, can you give me a tarot reading and just like, you know, straight to the shit. I just, I, I don't know. 
and basically the tarot reading reflected back almost exactly what I was going through. Like I was on the edge of burnout. My brain couldn't figure this out anymore. Um, I, I'd done so much work, but right now my mind wasn't helping me. And so I had this I had this moment during the reading where I was like, I could feel my brain just be like, well, what do I do? You know, like it was still trying to figure it out. Inside of being told and reminded there's nothing to figure out, my brain still would jump on anything. Well, like, what does that card mean? Or like, how does that apply? Or what's the thing? And at some point, uh, my friend was like, you need to just do a ritual. You can make it up. You can do whatever you want. Uh, trust yourself. But you need to do something to like take all these things in your head and get them out of you. And you can burn them. You can put them in water. You can bury them in the earth. Whatever you need to do. This needs to be like an embodied elemental ritual. And so for those of you who don't know, I think a, a good working definition of ritual is like you set the intention. So you have the intention to do something. Uh, while you're doing the ritual, you focus that you, you have the intention. And then during the ritual, you focus your attention on the thing. And then you complete the ritual and kind of let go of the outcome. Uh, those are kind of, to me, like ritual 101 it's intention focused attention and then letting go of the outcome and trusting the process um and so for me it was like writing down like all of my stresses just like one after another just like piece of paper after piece of paper after piece of paper and i did it and you know i was like i could start i went on a walk about halfway through that process i was like oh wow this is like feel it's kind of working like I don't feel the weight on my shoulders I feel a little bit more space in my chest I don't feel as like claustrophobic as I did this week with all these thoughts so I was like oh this is like really this is this is juicy this is happening and so what I did is that <clears throat> I wrote these things all down on little pieces of paper and then I folded them into small boats and I just sat with them for the rest of the day just kind of like you know, I went on about my day, made some dinner, uh, hung out at night, watched some TV. Then I got up the next morning at sunrise to go put them in the river and kind of let them go. And just trusted that, like, if anything needed my attention, it would it would come back. You know, not like physically, not like the boat was going to do a U-turn in the river. But, like, if there was something that really needed my brain to figure out. Because my brain, like, I love my brain. It's awesome problem solver. It's really good at find a pattern is pretty imaginative creative like I don't want to demonize my brain in this process I want to like respect it and say thank you for your work you're just not needed right now you know like it's like you really appreciate a hammer while you're building walls but when you're doing tile it's like the last thing that you want you know so I was, was kind of in this place where I was doing some different work and so it was like nice to set the brain down and so I got up at sunrise really beautiful went out there um and just kind of released all these 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 thoughts and these worries and these concerns into the river and just let you know the archetype of the river really do its work on my subconscious kind of put it at peace 
And then I just, you know, went home, went on about my day. Wasn't like, you know, I hope this takes away all my problems. Like there's always going to be problems. But uh, one of the things that was really stressing me out was <clears throat> I'd put out all these calls for painting work, you know, and without these jobs, you know, without the teaching, without the the author, that was kind of like that covered my rent each month. So anything else I needed to make, I could just kind of hustle up and then have time to do creative shit. And so I was really panicking because it just seemed like I couldn't find a big painting job for this month. And I've been really lucky and blessed to like be getting construction jobs here and there enough to keep keep a little money in the bank. And I just like couldn't get it. And like with, within five minutes of getting in the car after doing the ritual, I got a text that there was this painting job that was available to start on Monday. And so like the universe had carved out this time for me to really go into this discomfort, kind of hit my edge with it, and then complete this like release ritual. And it really, for me, it kind of, it reminded me again of this this teaching that I think I need to keep coming back to it's like my mind is our minds are wonderful things and sometimes they're not you know and sometimes they're not the appropriate tool for the job you know I'm sitting here at the beginning of April on the edge of all of this change you know should I start a new podcast should I go into Production? Should I get into working with a nonprofit that I really like? Should I go back to teaching? You know, should I get on this dating app? Should I ask this person out? Should I, do I need to, you know, all this thinking and 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 thinking, 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 really wasn't, it wasn't doing me any good, you know? And so that little, invitation from the yoga teacher to think about the past five years it kind of you know it, it was really overwhelming you know because my brain kind of hopped in there to try to like understand and figure out what to do because you know it's a panicky little mammal in there sometimes and I really wanted to know what to do to be safe and I really wanted to know what to do to be secure and you know, so many things that I'm doing are new, whether it's the podcast or, you know, stepping out of the, the realms that I've worked in in the past. And honestly, like, I would say that my brain was needed in so much that it needed to get exhausted and realize that it wasn't needed. And so doing like an embodied physical ritual, you know, whether it's like, you know, I mean, a ritual could be anything you want. It could be tying your shoes as long as you have an intention focused attention and then you let go of the outcome you know breathing is a ritual when you focus on it Thich Nhat Hanh it's basically like his biggest teaching one of his biggest practices that he offered to the world was around breath and breath is ritual and so after I did that little ritual I just it was amazing it's like some somehow the alchemy the, the mystical nature of our, you know, my timeless mind, this brain that has been the same 
before the scientific revolution when we described things mystically and metaphorically and mythologically that part of my brain was appeased a little bit of the scientific part of my brain was appeased a little bit of the subconscious part of my brain was appeased and I could feel like this is the thing I want to share like that was so powerful like I could really feel my neural pathways like I could feel my brain getting a rest like I can still feel it when I shut my eyes and take a deep breath I can just feel that like all of the energy and the work that my brain has been doing it's just getting a chance to kind of recruit, regroup. It's not, you know, just energy traveling down really tried and true pathways. And I think, you know, the beautiful thing, and I'll, I'll definitely report back on this, is like I'm hoping that this little pause will allow me to make new connections for whatever's next. Um, because there are all kinds of stories we can tell ourselves when we're going through challenging times, but I for me it's like <clears throat> i've realized that you know stories are ephemeral they're like they only sometimes they serve a purpose but they're like for whom and when they're in the context and a lot of times like any of the stories like oh yeah you know I, you'll tell someone you're having like a confused time and you'll hear back like oh it'll all work out for the best it's like okay it, uh, huh like, how do you know that? You don't know that. Like, it's a story. I'm believing. I'm optimistic. I'm pessimistic. This isn't going to work out. I'm believing the pessimistic story. I'm believing the optimistic story. And the truth is, what I was really being asked to get in touch with is, like, what is it like to just not know? How uncomfortable do I get when I don't know something? When I don't know what to do? When I don't know what's going to happen? And the, <laughs> the most honest thing I can say is pretty damn uncomfortable. Like I will, my friend told me like, if you don't do something about this, like just, I mean, just friend to friend and inside the, the spiritual container of a tarot reading, if you don't do something about this, you're going to burn out. You know, and I wasn't like really working last week. So it wasn't like I was working, but I, my brain was working from the time I took my first breath till the time I went to bed. My brain was on the clock. And I could feel it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna snap. I don't know in what way. It could be like losing my temper. It could be randomly going on a bender out of the blue. It could be doing anything that seemingly would be out of character for me when I feel rested and balanced. And so I had to do that ritual. And I'll tell you what, it just, every once in a while, I think that the universe or you know, God or the goddess or however you want to relate to it, energy, sometimes it like coalesces to really curate the discomfort that you need to feel. And I wish that like, I think this is a universal truth, or at least it's a pattern that happens enough that I think that it's real. Because so I've talked to lots of other people about this. Sometimes it's like, the universe will work so hard to show you something that it will keep you in a perfectly curated museum of suffering until you figure out how to let yourself out. And for me, it was this ritual. You know, it can be any number of things. It could be therapy. It could be exercise. It could be art. It could be dancing. Um, in this case, it was this ritual. You know, I by no means am like trying to prescribe. I just, I want to continue to 
explore these things that are fringe in this podcast this year and continue to try to make some of these connections where they might not appear obvious. You know, I think really what was happening there neurologically for me was I have a pattern of using my brain to figure out problems, to understand people, to understand systems, to understand the world, to understand biology. You know, like my brain, I love my brain. I'm psyched on it. We're pretty fucking good friends for the most part. Sometimes it really goes into some shit. And I'm like, dude, dude, just get out of the, get out of the weeds. You're in the weeds brain. But it, 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 I have these neurological pathways that I've used again and again and again and again to solve problems, to look for patterns. And what I felt last week was with so much unknown, you know, just, I mean, it felt like I was looking at into the void, you know, a, a sea of limitless possibilities, right? Like nothing that I thought I would be at 45 existed on the other side of last week. You know, no marriage, no house, no retirement, no long-term job. None of the things that my brain had kind of anticipated having, none of the, the, the predictability. And so inside of that, that moment of, of, of not knowing, my, my, neuro, my neural synapses and my brains were using all these tried and true pathways where energy had flowed and we figured out problems and we've gained understanding and made new connections. Like they were just like overloaded and working and working and working and working all day. And what I think happened with doing the ritual is like I still use my brain to write the things on the paper, but I got out of the patterns. You know, I had to learn how to make an origami boat. I had to do research. I listened to music. I got frustrated about halfway through because I was like, Jesus Christ, how many boats do I have to make? You know, my it somehow disrupted the pattern enough to give my brain a break, to give those synapses, to give those electrical pulses that were constantly being sent through my brain to understand, to understand it. It, it gave them a rest, you know, and it, it was the kind of rest that, you know, watching a TV show wouldn't give me or doing yoga or exercising because I tried a lot of stuff. Um, it was, you know, it, it was definitely the kind of rest it was just like a, a, a switch, you know, it just like a, a train track, like it just moved the energy in a little enough different direction that I think neurologically that those synapses got a break, some energy got diverted to different parts of my brain. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm feeling a little bit lighter, feeling a little bit less stressed, stepping into the unknown, stepping into whatever comes next. And I've had the really beautiful experience since I did that ritual two days ago of being able to reflect about the last five years in a sweet, romantic, loving, self-accepting way that, that problem-solving I don't think really touches. It was like, I felt like 
I felt like a benevolent parent to myself. And it was really quite lovely. You know, I was like looking at these relationships that, you know, some people might label as failed or, you know, really they've just evolved or changed or work or anything. And it just was like, wow, look at all the things you've done. You've really been trying your best, buddy. Way to go. Just way to go. Keep it up. You should, you should take a break again today. And, you know, giving, allow, like learning to, to give myself permission to do this kind of stuff has been one of the hardest but most fruitful blessings of my life. Like really giving myself permission to do those kinds of things and to drop some of the conditioning and the thoughts and the judgments around, you know, ooh, that's foo-foo ritual or that's new age or that's this or that. It's like so many of these sciences or these, these systems for mental health existed before the scientific revolution, like really try to put like concrete examples and, you know, so for me, finding that bridge between the two for my understanding is really helpful. And I just had so many loving reflections about the past five years, you know, like I went to India three times. Um, I traveled to Italy, I tra traveled to Mexico. I, you know, met one of the nearest and dearest people to my heart. So it'll either be a friend or, you know, some kind of long-term life partner, you know, in some way to me, you know, I, I've endured, you know, trials and tribulations. I've, my integrity feels super intact. My communication feels like it's gotten better. I've gotten better looking. I'm better at dancing. <laughs> I got the coolest dog in the world, you know, like, um, and inside of that, there's been tons of heartbreak. You know, I've lost huge, huge relationships. I've lost friendships. I've, uh, you know, survived this pandemic. And I think I wanted to share this story, this little snapshot into really into my life because it's a really good question. I didn't ask myself that question before. I just asked myself that question. So I'm going to need a second. Why do I want to share this? A really good question, Colby. Thank you, Colby. Um, I think I want to share this because it feels good to me to share it. It feels good to let you all know where I'm at part of what this process of being a human is like for me. Um, it can be really daunting and overwhelming to be in a human body sometimes. And I, I really, I think this last week has given me a lot of, I never really understood people who stayed still, you know, ever since I was little, you know, I came out of the, came out of the womb kind of cooking, ready to do shit. I've always been that way. I couldn't sit still in school. You know, most jobs aren't for me because they require a level of stillness or, you know, sitting that I'm just not capable of. You know, like I like I like moving, I like doing things. I've just accepted that about myself. And I think that during this process I, I I really 
I think I got in touch with maybe something that's been a longing that that I haven't been able to admit is like I think that I really long for stability you know and it's taken me a long time to heal a lot of things to understand a lot of things about myself do I long for stability yeah I think I do um and it's also like given me a lot of empathy for you know like I always wondered you know about the people who never left my hometown you know people who stayed put like why would you do that there's so much out there to see there's so much out there to do and I think that that experience that I had last week, I could see why like 99% of people would avoid having that experience by just having a job, getting a pretty predictable life, dealing with the ups and downs, calling it a day, moving on, uh, and not going out. You know, like it's it, it was a really uncomfortable experience last week. And I think that it put me in touch with my own longing for stability, and it also gave me a lot of empathy for other people who I've, I've unfairly judged in my youth about like people who get married young and have kids, you know, like it's, 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 it's really put in perspective to me how human it is to want to avoid standing on the, on the brink of the unknown and that That I hope, you know, like I think it's put me in touch with this hope too, that I hope that someday I will have the appropriate balance of predictability and novelty. That I'll have... Because I think we need both, you know, you can't just have one or the other, you go a bit crazy. And so I think the pandemic for me has been way too much unpredictability. And I'd like to bring in some more stability you know, I think this is contextual with what's been going on in the world. It's not anything that I'm willing to pathologize myself about. Um, but yeah, moving towards that. So, all that being said, hey guys, I don't really have any idea what's next. I'm going to keep doing this podcast. I'm going to keep having these little chats. Um, I have an idea for another podcast. And... We'll see if that comes to fruition. It's been an idea I've been been knocking around and working on off and on for the past two years, uh, <clears throat> but I think I might I might try and do it a little bit differently than this one. And so, exciting things to come. Exciting things in the pipe. And yeah, thanks for thanks for going on this voyage with me today. I know this wasn't a typical podcast. It was a bit more. It's a bit more personal, um, pervasively personal. I think, you know, there's always some personal anecdotes and I try to keep a good balance. But I think this one I just really wanted to share kind of where I'm at after having done this podcast for a year. I've learned so much and I'm like so grateful for y'all and this experience. And I want to continue to put out Turning of the Bones episodes and I might see what happens if I... Uh, stick my toes into a different pool a different uh different subject matter i'll keep this one going but I, i'm thinking thinking there might be some other things coming down the road so i will keep you all posted you lovely lindas you 
lounging Larrys, you lavish Luciuses. Uh, thank you so much for joining. It was really nice to sit down and have a little little catch-up. I appreciate your patience with this one. Not have anything planned. Just kind of doing a personal reflection about this last week. Um, but I'm happy to report that instead of, you know, most of the week I felt like I was in the void. Like really in this spacious, still void. Um, almost womb-like, but very, very isolated. And I think the closest analogy that I could give for, for where I'm at after the rituals, I feel like I'm sitting on a dock looking at the open sea, figuring out where I want to go. And uh, those are very different vibes. <laughs> I'm happy to be on the dock. It feels nice. So I'll keep you all posted. Thank you all so much for joining me this week. I hope you all have a lovely week or weekend, evening or morning or day, whenever you listen to this. I'm so grateful for your support. This is a crowdfunded thing. So y'all know the deal. Patreon.com, www.patreon.com forward slash turning of the bones. You can become a patron. You can share it. Facebook, Instagram, any place, Twitter. Um, get the word out. More listeners. Hope, hoping to keep growing this podcast this year. And I will keep you abreast of any new projects. Uh, I've got some really exciting ideas cooking for, yeah, what I'm hoping will be uh, the work that I do for the next 20 years and the work that I leave behind. So I'll keep you all posted. Blessings, love, hugs, pet an animal, hug a tree, kiss a flower, smell a flower. Uh, enjoy yourself and, uh, yeah, maybe throw on a, some tunes and do a little spring dancing. Take care of yourselves. Be well. Turning of the bones. Bye now.